Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show. Thank you for not shooting me, Mr. Lawrence. I have little baby deer at home. We're so thankful you didn't shoot us. (laughs) I wondered what you were going to say. Oh, boy. This is well, it's fun. just so nice of you to spend so much time out in the woods and never hurting anything. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, Can't the, say the same for the turkey that we devoured on Thanksgiving. One of the guys that I hunt with shot a deer on Saturday. I'll show oh, yeah? you this little girl. She sat and stared at me for about 20 minutes saying, that doesn't look right, but I don't think it's another deer or a wolf or a fox or anything. So she just stared at it Why you for a long time. I'll put this on my Facebook page so folks can watch. Uh, she probably weighed 80 pounds, maybe, if oh, if yeah. she was a pound. Oh, and that she, was a baby. <laughs> and she sat there staring. At first, I thought it was a gray cat coming through the woods, you know, in, in some brush and so on. But then after about a half an hour, she emerged and just kind of stared at me for a little while and walked away. So um, she did. She gets to survive another day. Although she's by herself. I don't know. Deer probably struggle when they're out there by themselves. I wouldn't so, know. She's lost. The last deer encounter I had ran into the side of my car and went limping off the road after he broke my mirror. Mm. Thousands so, of dollars later, everything was Yeah, $4,000 well, later. Wasn't that your wife's car? That was my wife's okay. car. I was driving up here because I was picking up the grandkids. Okay. Oh, well, so, but the, your Thanksgiving right, so was I'm good back. then, right? Yep, it was fine. And you? Wonderful, wonderful. You look good. Turkey was delicious. Did you eat as much? Ate too much. But oh, okay. Well, good for you. My daughter-in-law made her famous pudding dessert, which is delicious, and pumpkin pies. and. What's in the pudding? Uh, well, they're peanuts, chocolate, uh, whipped cream with an Oreo crust. It's delicious. Uh, I couldn't couldn't begin to tell what you all. What about chopped liver? There's no leftovers. <laughs> well, she she took it home with her. So oh, what was left over? <laughs> all right. Well, you know what to do at Christmas, okay? Yeah, we'll tell her to make it again. Right. So yeah, I'll take a day off tomorrow to go back out hunting, and Peggy Chamberlain's going to be in across from you. You'll be in the catbird seat. Yes, I will be over. There. So you'll be in charge of cutting people off and manipulating the phone. Oh, you heard that call then? <laughs> I heard about it. Okay, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention it to you. <laughs> right, and I. I, again, I haven't listened to it, but they said you basically deflected and said it's just Mark who cuts off people and you don't. That's true. That is a false I statement. never have the controls. Uh, I can't contr- cut anybody off over here. When you are in the catbird seat, you cut off people after six or seven or eight minutes. Right. Or yes, I do. If they're not listening to the broad I, discussion that's on I the way. I do. I do. I do. But, okay. I, but I don't do that. How often am I in the catbird seat, as you call it? Ten percent? Mm, less than that, I okay. would think. Probably five percent. When we first did the program, you remember? 
remember we used to switch off. Right, we rotated. <laughs> rotated. I liked being uh, not in the catbird seat. It's easier for me to think. Hard enough for me to do one thing at a time, let alone three things. Well, I know that feeling. <laughs> All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. You can call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the key. Word OTM. Joe E.B. Yes, wants EB to get us started. And, and E.B.'s note ties in with one of our callers who's standing by. E.B. says, quite a weekend for Don, dumb Donald Trump. He was seen having dinner in his dummy club with Nick Fuentes, a well-known white supremacist and Holocaust dumpy, denier. Dumpy club. Um, what did I say? Dummy. Well, oh, it sounded dump, like dummy. Is dumpy what I club. Think. I thought I said dumpy. Okay. A well-known white supremacist and Holocaust denier, as well as with rapper Kanye West, better known today as Yee, who has been on an anti-Semitic... Yay. But anyway, go ahead. Why E is Yee? Why A is Yee? short for Kanye. <laughs> well, all right. Well, we're never going to get through E.B.'s letter this way. Shut up. (laughs) Who has been on an anti-Semitic rampage lately. Quite the dinner companions. Trump claims not to have known who Fuentes is, but that doesn't seem plausible. The guy is big in conservative circles, and of course, Trump once claimed not to know who KKK leader David Duke was either. Besides, he praised Fuentes for saying nice things about him on Tucker Carlson's show, so he gives himself away there. And he definitely knows who Kanye West is. I can't wait to hear how you your wingnut callers, especially fake news stand, <laughs> twist themselves into knots, explaining why it's okay for a presidential candidate to be hanging out with a white supremacist and an anti-Semite. Let me guess, this was all a liberal conspiracy to frame Trump, right? Let's be real, though. Trump has hanging around with him, has him hanging around with him because he, too, is a racist and anti-Semite, and anyone who supports the orange idiot at this point is obviously okay with such bigotry. Uh, E.B. fails <laughs> okay. to mention and uh, Donald Trump's denial is that Kanye West brought uh, this guy to the dinner, mm-hmm. um, and he was trying to help Kanye West. Apparently, Donald is trying to do some reclamation work with poor black entertainers. Okay, well, I think <laughs> that's what he says here. Uh, well, uh, Kanye West's uh, stock is plummeting because of his anti-Semitic remarks. Well, Trump <laughs> says, so I, I help a seriously troubled man who just happens to be black. Yeah, Kanye West, who has been decimated in his business and virtually everything else, and who has always been good to me by allowing his request for a meeting at Mar-a-Lago alone so that I can give him some needed advice. All right. Well, you know, and this Don't fails... Don't know that Donald Trump's the person I'd be going to for advice. <laughs> this fails the who cares test in, in my... And, and in fact, you know, we kind of use uh, WKOK.com CBS feed, that RSS feed there, as whether we're going to post something on our Facebook page. And for a long time, no one clicked on it. But then finally, over the weekend, you know, a thousand people clicked on it, and so we put it on our Facebook page. And there, there are a couple shares, but again, it essentially fails the who cares test. But what is so wrong with a couple of racist, misogynist, <laughs> anti-Semites having meal together? I mean, if President Trump wants to run for president and has those on his resume, that's up to the voters you to realize pick. that President Trump's son-in-law is Jewish. Right. Well, yeah, he could I, probably. I he's going to have to explain him an this. He's going to have to explain this at the uh, dinner table at Christmas. And for somebody who's racist, he's trying to help out a black entertainer here. He says. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start out with Stan. Thank you so much for calling in. You're on the mark. You got your undies in a twist today, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, EB has her facts all wrong. Well, maybe not the part where they had dinner, and quite frankly. 
I don't know what news media and what EB reads, but I didn't know who Nick Fuentes is, okay? Now, I understand from now what I've heard that he's some sort of racist Holocaust denier. Well, I don't have time for either one of those, EB, so maybe you need to look somewhere else to direct your hate. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. You know, that that's it. You know, okay. but I, I guess when her dear leader Obama went and had his pictures taken and, and loved up on, on Farrakhan, that was okay. The no, well-known anti-Semite leftist. But that's okay. Well, no, it's um, only it's yeah. only those anti-Semites on the right who are bad. The ones on the left are just right. fine, right? <laughs> and, and Trump is so anti-Semite that he did something that I don't know how many presidents promised to do over the last 20, 30 years was move the embassy to Jerusalem, yep. as was promised. So if he's so anti-Semite, I don't think he would have done that. And maybe he would kick his uh, son-in-law and daughter out of the house because they're both Jewish. I don't know. That's just throwing that out there. And as far as him being racist, nobody's ever given me one fine, good example of Trump being a racist. Never. What, what about the Mexican Mexican rapist comment? Well, there are Mexican Mexicans rapists coming across racist. the border. That's proven. All Mexicans coming across the border are rapists? I don't think he said all Mexicans. Okay? First of all, Mexicans but you'd have to go race. back and look at the tape because I don't know that for sure. But I'm almost 100% positive. But I'll go 90% positive he never said all. Yeah, I think he okay? said most. I think he said most. I'll go back He said and look some of them are good people. That's true. Excellent point. Five percent of them are good people. That's not bad for so, a race. You know, I yeah. You know, that's that's all a bunch of you know, it's nothing but lefting. Now what Trump did Wait, that's was proof. stupid. That's proof of his racist tendencies. I think people have what offered is, up what, proof, what's but proof you of don't, his racist but tendencies. But you don't listen. You don't take it. He's asking you what's proof of his racist. Well, tendencies. that he doesn't like a whole class of individuals from another country, although it's a country no, no, no. specifically. A race. <laughs> there you go, Mark. I don't believe he's ever said that neither. What he has said is he doesn't want people coming here illegally, crossing into our border country without permission. Big difference. He supports legal immigration, and those people would come from all over the world. Okay? So to, to throw that out there, he's racist because he wants to stop illegal crossing to the border is a bunch of horse dung. And you know that, Mark. <laughs> okay. I got you. You know that. Yes, 100%. sir. Oh, I know that. So now what he did with, with uh, Kanye West, because Kanye West is a, is a loose cannon, plain and simple. And with this Fuentes character... And as you said, Joe, I think Kanye brought brought Fuentes. Why? I don't know. I don't read minds. So all we know is what is being reported. They met, they had dinner, and nobody knows what was discussed, although Kanye has put out things, I've seen this, that he says that he's going to run for president in 2024. All right, yeah, talking about Mexicans coming across the border, the president said, well, he was a candidate at the time, quote, they're rapists, unquote. And, no, no, that's and, and some, I assume, are good people. He right. does add that. He yeah, said they're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. Right. And, and that is all true. <laughs> With all it's of them all true. coming You tell me what part of that statement is false. That they're all rapists coming across the border? He didn't say they're all rapists. He didn't say they're all rapists. He said they are rapists. Right. So the people coming across the border, they're Mexican, mostly, they're bringing and they're drugs. rapists. Well, then, then that means, if, if you're going to assume that means all of them, then you have to assume that he also meant 
They're all bringing all right, drugs. All right, They're all bringing crime. All right, well, we're stuck here. They are. Obviously, well, well, they are. Joe, once they cross the border illegally, they are all criminals. True, that's okay. true. No argument there. That, okay. that they are all criminals, right. and that needs to and, stop. But we have rapists. a fine president in office that E.B. loves <laughs> who wants to take people's freedoms away there from them. There you go. What he, about? He, he, he colludes <laughs> with the major... Uh, platforms, you know, social media platforms, to censor people, that's a violation of their First Amendment rights. All right, so you're basically he, conceding he, that Trump is a what? rapist, or is a, is a, a racist. racist. <laughs> a, no, a racist. Well, he's accused of that, but not convicted. So, you sti- by saying what about, you basically concede that uh, there are other people as bad as Trump. What <laughs> well, about wait a minute, Obama? Wait a minute, wait a minute. What about who was, convi- who, was, who was convicted of being a racist? What are you talking about? Nobody's convicted yeah, of being racist. It's just an accusation. It's a conversation oh, it's piece. It's an accusation. Well, the only person that I know that ever cohorted with uh, racists and segregationists was Biden when he was in the Senate. Oh, what did he do then? And his Democrat buddies. What did he do? He hung out with them. Yeah, he hung out with them. They were good people. He spoke at their funerals. You know, Bird was one of them. And what so, did he say about blacks or Mexicans at that time? They were racist and segregationists. <laughs> so they didn't want the racist mixing. No, I'm saying, what That's did Biden racist say? racist to me. If, if Trump, if the proof is in the pudding for Trump because he says Mexicans are rapists, what's the proof that Biden said? I mean, he hung out with these individuals, which he's obviously elbow to elbow them in the U.S. Senate. <laughs> what did he say about well, them? Well, we're, we're, we're uh, uh, blaming Trump by association, correct? No, I'm just so, no, we're quoting so Trump. It's not association. Wouldn't we blame Biden by association? All right, moving on. Go ahead, Stan. I know you have a lot more to say, so please continue. I'm just continue. saying. Right. Yeah. Just, just throwing that out there. I gotcha. And next, what else? Well, you know, Biden over the weekend on Thanksgiving Day, he demands that we get rid of so-called assault weapons, although... I don't own an assault weapon. I own a modern sporting rifle that is semi-automatic in <laughs> 223 and 308. Oh, Stan, But Stan, that's, Stan. Though, that's what he says. Weapons now, are... Now, he says weapon? that he's done it before, and they're not weapons of war, because, quite frankly, I don't want to take my weapons to war. Stan, your weapon okay? is your I weapon want a select sick. fire weapon if I'm going to war. Stan... Your weapon is sick. It has no social redeeming value. Zero. Ah, yes, none. yes, yes, yes. I'm going to try and, to and it's all, it all comes from a left-wing uh, murderer in two places, the Walmart in Virginia and and out in Colorado, who is they, them, you know, he's a they, them, but non-binary individual. He's part of their community, goes in and shoots it up for nobody knows why. Why did he shoot it up? Does anybody know? That story's kind of went by the wayside all the way already, along with the shooter in in uh, Virginia because he was a black man. I'm just saying that's that seems to be the narrative. You know, if, if it's a white guy, that 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 the shooting's staying in press for weeks. <laughs> but if as long as it's it's you know no. somebody in the Alphabet Soup Coalition and, and a black man. Well, they just kind of go away in a day or two. Well, they have their own alphabet soup. It's called BIPOC. But in any event, I think no shooting stays in the news for weeks. Our attention is way too short. And, of course, we're just doing the uh, repetitive discussion about this. Nobody's going to do anything. And certainly the president's not going to ban assault weapons while he's a lame duck president, which, of course, he will be. (laughs) Uh, uh, Congress is dangerous right now. The next month and a half. Or next month, things are going to be dangerous down there in D.C. The Democrats will try and shove things through that are anti-American, anti-freedom, plain and simple. And I guarantee you, 
if they can, they will get try to get an assault weapons ban. And if we got some idiot Republicans that go along with it, they should be run out of office. Okay, Stan, how do you know that your president is a demented <laughs> old fart? He a said, demented he, old fool, all you got is look at him. Right. He says... Half the time he doesn't know where he's at. The fact that we allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. They have no social redeeming value. Zero. You know that uh, semi-automatic firearms have been in existence for well over 100 years, right? Right, and police have them. And we've been allowed to, no. Plinking. Anybody can buy them. No. See, Mark, the Second Amendment isn't about plinking, isn't about hunting. It's about (laughs) defending oneself against evildoers, whether they're coming at you gotcha. individually or the government. That's what the Second Amendment is about. Self-defense Plain and protection. And simple. All right, we got you, Stan. Thank you so much. Well, y'all have a great day. I hope you all had a good holiday and <laughs> you will get a big one tomorrow, Mark. I'm working on it, brother. You too. Take care, Stan. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I have a good one. I need, I need a semi-automatic rifle. Actually, you can't use them for hunting in Pennsylvania. All right, I'll be right back, but we got a caller standing well, by. Well, I'm ready to go now. You're going to be right back. I'm here. You go up the hall, (laughs) and the rest of us will still be here. Okay. Mm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair. Are you okay, buddy? Well, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> All right, Joseph, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for waiting. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, uh, I want to comment on Trump here and what they're saying. Uh, Of course, they're reading his association with these men as being part with them. And I don't believe that for a second. Why I'm saying this is because I remember hearing him say when he was going to the airport or get on the helicopter one time, the news people were there, and he looked up into heaven and he said, I'm the anointed one. I don't know if you remember that incident. I do not. Well, he did, and it's it's in the news. If you'd maybe look up Anointed One or something, Trump, you'd... Uh, well, I heard him say it. And, oh, the news got on that awful. But here's my point. <clears throat> maybe he was following the leading of the Savior, because he went into people that were sinners. In fact, he was having a meal one time, and this uh, very wicked, uh, bad woman was washing his feet with her tears and drying them with her hair. And one of the great religious leaders said, how can this man think he's a prophet? If he knew who this woman was, he wouldn't allow that. And then, of course, he, he told the guy he'd come to save the sinners. So maybe Trump was trying to save those people. That's what he said. You know, witness to them. Um, if he believes he's the, he's the anointed... And uh, I'll give you an example. I was born and raised in a little town called Laurelton. Everybody knowed everybody's business, and there was a homosexual that lived in that town. And the spirit of Yahweh spoke to me to go talk to that guy. Well, no way did I want to go to his house and, you know, have people see me go there. But I did do that. 
and I the reason I went there was to witness to the man. I mean, if people would have saw me, I know they would have probably got the wrong idea. You know what I'm saying? And another time, I was I was told by the spirit to go into a bar and witness to a man there, and I did that. But if people would have seen me coming out of that bar, I know they would have said things that wasn't right about me. You know what I'm saying? So we got to be careful what we read into these things uh, when we see certain things and make judgments. Yeah, President Trump over the weekend said uh, Kanye West is a seriously troubled man whom he was trying to help and blame the controversial musician for a dinner uh, as, uh, well, the uh, Fuentes was brought there by Ye. Uh, Let's see. So, I help a seriously troubled man who just happens to be black, Ye, who has been decimated in his business and virtually everything else, unquote, and who has been good to me and allowing his request for a meeting at the Mar-a-Lago home so I can give him some much-needed advice. Yeah, I guess Kanye West's uh, revenue is plummeting because of his anti-Semitic remarks. Exactly. If we're, so not, if we're afraid and fearful to associate with uh, unreputable people and, and what, what the world calls scumbags and so forth, uh, you know, uh, what kind of people are we if if we're doing it with the right motives to try and get them to come to the Savior that they might have eternal life and repent? That's what he did. He went into sinners and publicans and tax collectors, which back in his day, was that was a taboo. If you were a Jew, you was not allowed to do that. But he didn't care what the people thought. He, he loved the people. And he loved these sinners, and that's why he did those things. I can't find the quote about Jesus or Trump being the anointed one. Can you, Joe? I found a few things. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> but not yeah, he the was going to the helicopter, I think, and the, they shouted out something. He looked up to heaven. He said, "I'm the anointed one." Yeah, oh, I well, it has to find, be in the news somewhere yeah, because they made that. a big deal out of it. You find that and call us back. Thank you, Joseph. There's a book called uh, Donald J. Well, Trump I saw that, but that's God, uh, but is <laughs> that what he's quoting? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Trump claiming to be the annoying one, maybe. We did. Or something like that. We did. We did. All right. Thank you so much, sir. (laughs) Thanks for calling in. Take care. Have a good one. Appreciate it. All right. No need to say goodbye. Just hang up. up. (laughs) Van, you're on the mark. Good morning. How are you guys doing? All right. And you? Joe's perfect, and I'm even better, so that works out. You're not out out killing deer, so you're a good person today, Mark. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I'm never killing deer any day, but that's another topic. I have a question for you guys. Why is it when certain people speak against someone who happens to be a Jew, they're labeled as an anti-Semite, or if they speak against someone who happens to be a transgender person, they're labeled as a hater, or if they speak against someone who happens to be black, they're labeled a racist, but then certain other people can say the very you know same stuff against the same people, and they're not labeled as that? That's a good question. I don't know who can who can say that without being vilified. Well, the the thing that I see is it's it's a matter of right and left. I mean, it's, that's it's so obvious to me. You got people like this Nick Fuentes. Now I, I knew who this guy was. I've seen him around. Now Nick Fuentes, to me, he's not a anti semite. Now he speaks against people like George Soros, and he speaks against certain people that happen to be Jews that are in positions like in the banking system and in different businesses and he gets labeled as an anti-Semite and people that don't know the guy instantly because that's what's on the internet and you can fact check it, Nick Fuentes he's an anti-Semite 
But Nick Fuentes, notice too, they label it he's far right. And to some people, you know, hey, Tucker Carlson's far right. Is, is Tucker Carlson a racist? And I get so weary of hearing that President Trump is a racist. You know, like, prove it. You know, good night, Herschel Walker praises Donald Trump. I mean, Herschel Walker worked for Donald Trump. He was on the New Jersey Generals football team years ago that Trump owned. And I've yet to hear anyone who is a black person or even even a person that's transgender come out and say that Donald Trump mistreated them in any way. But when Donald Trump speaks against Maxine Waters or someone who, you know, they're, they're a person of color, Oh my, he's you know he's just bashed as a racist. That's a, that's an excellent point, Van, because I, I I would ask you since you read about it, but when Fuentes criticized these people who are in banking who are Jewish, did he refer to them individually and come out against them personally and say these are bad people, or did he did he tie it to their religion? No, but, he does not tie it to their religion, and he he does bring up though that they they are Jews. He does bring that up, but it's it's just like. I don't. He does not come across to me as a racist. Now I've, I've not heard him a whole lot. I've heard him a little bit. Watch different programs and see him on different programs. And one thing early on, he was shut down from traveling. He was identified as a domestic terrorist. And see, here's another thing too. You have people that can protest, and depending on what side of the aisle you're on, if you're on the right, well, they want to label you as a domestic terrorist. Even down to the the point where people at at all right, Van, you got, you want to hold on or call back? Uh, I'll, I'll, call back. Okay, fabulous. Sorry, yeah, please do. Uh, you get more time on the air. So uh, we'll leave it at that. We would invite everybody else to call in during the 9 a.m. hour as well. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time. It is 9 a.m. Time for CBS News. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK's On the Mark program. On the Mark sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line now open again 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. We've talked about President Biden's ill advised and uninformed remarks about semi automatic weapons, saying they have no redeeming value, but uh, of course. It's, in fact, the president's comments that have no redeeming value at all whatsoever. I can think of a dozen reasons why you would want a semi-automatic weapon. And Stan underscored it by saying it's a Second Amendment issue. You can have them for protection and or defense. So that's those would be two of the reasons right there. Maybe you have a comment about that. Uh, president Trump enjoyed a meeting last week with Kanye West and Nick Fuentes. And uh, one of our callers just said, I've never heard anyone say that President uh, Trump uh, said something.
something bad about them and they push back against it. But I found uh, one tweet from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez after the president said that she should go back to the country she came from, which I believe would be Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) But anyway... That's definitely um, a foreign country. She pushed back against the president, as many have, uh, saying, given how you've destroyed our border with inhumane camps at all a benefit to you and the core who profit off of them, you're absolutely right. The corruption is laid at your feet. And this was after the president said, progressive Democratic congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe, the worst and most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world. And of course, primarily uh, talking about the, the squad, uh, we'll have to assume he doesn't, he never names them by name. Uh, of course, all but one of them came from the U.S. Uh, so uh, so there, there's the president's ongoing racist tendencies bubbling up into unchecked So he speech. said something about Olivia Ocasio-Cortez, and therefore he's a racist. Well, I, I, Joe, <laughs> it, 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 if you do not think that President Trump is a racist, there is nothing I'm going to say today that will change your mind. If you are a person with normal sensitivities, it's obvious that he has some racist tendencies, but that is not illegal. It is not a problem if you and the voters wanted him to be president in 2016. So when they and that's gave perfectly him, okay. When and Al Sharpton gave him that award for all his support of the black that community is fine. in New York City, right. if, if that makes su- him a racist. If the sum total of all of his hiring and work and whatever he said or did uh, qualified him for that, Did he appoint black that, people in his cabinet? Did he appoint black judges? Yes, yes. There was no black person in his cabinet. Yes, there was. Who? Dr. Ben Carson. <laughs> that's right. I'm, I'm just testing. <laughs> you. But in any event, right. And if you think the sum total of how he really feels shows that he's not racist, vote for him again. He's going to be on your ballot in two years. No, I won't vote for him, but I had nothing to do with I don't believe the man's a racist. I just don't oh, believe brother. I want him as president of the United okay. States again. Right. And if you have no sensitivity to this and you do, do not wish to pay attention to what is obviously empirical evidence to show otherwise. Uh, what's the empirical evidence that, that he's a racist? Fine. What is the empirical evidence that he is a racist? Just his comments. That's what all. comments? Which ones? Well, the Mexican or no, tele- no. Mexicans are not a race. Mexicans are a nationality. To show that he's bigoted against outside people, whether they are a different color. That doesn't make him a racist. I think his his main goal was to make America white again. Anybody can see it. Did he say that? No, he doesn't have to. No, what what, what did he do that made you believe that? His actions bespeak it. What what actions? And his subtle comments bespeak it. it. What actions? Well, well, let's let's get one. Let's let's find some women who are congressmen. We'll we'll read it. We'll just use a quote. He he, he came down to Maxine Waters. Who came down on him? I mean, Maxine Waters had said horrible things about him. He said bad things about her, but he didn't He's say black Maxine Waters. He said Maxine Waters. All right. Anyway, I'm, I'll read this. We have to stop this because obviously I'm not going to convince you otherwise, which and is I'm fine. I'm not going to convince that's, you either. That's well, this is so obvious. <laughs> yeah, the sky is definitely green, Joe. You are absolutely right. right. I can't and convince everybody you who otherwise. says anything bad about All anybody right. is a four racist. minority congresswomen feuding with Speaker Nancy Pelosi should go back to the countries they came from, uh, let's see, I'll go down here, uh, even though Mr. Trump, blah, 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 blah. So that's so, about the four people. It's not about an entire race. He didn't say the entire race ought to be sent back where right. they came yeah, from. Excellent point, Joe. You are right. Yeah, I take it all back. So <laughs> this is President Trump. So interesting to see the progressive Democratic Congresswomen who originally came from countries are a total and complete catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt and inept 
left anywhere in the world, unquote, Mr. Trump wrote on Twitter. Uh, and, quote, now loudly and viciously telling people of the U.S., the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government should be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came, unquote. Why, that's a why totally don't they go back and help other people? comment for a, de- for a but man. But that's not, that's not an entire race. It's about four particular people, okay. and he's saying to them, put up or shut up. You say America's so bad, go back and fix the places you came from. Joe, 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 Mark, Joe. Mark, 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 Mark. Unbelievable. Uh, let's see. I have to do news headlines, and we're going to resume this, but if you would like to defend President Trump, and you say that he has no racist tendencies, feel free to call us. You can stand on Joe's little island over there. 1-800-795-9565. If it's plainly obvious to you that the president is racist, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's, you know, it's, it's certainly not illegal well, then, in the U.S. Then Barack Obama's a racist because he supported Louis Farrakhan. And the voters... Does that make him a racist? And the voters... Does uh, that make him a racist? ...wish to... Uh, if, he, if he wants to run for office, let the voters decide, Joe. It's perfectly okay. You're not answering my question. Van is okay, is back on the line. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Well, I just wanted to bring up, too, with, you know, it's celebrated in this country. Like when Barack Obama became president, he was, you know, the first black president, even though he's, you know, half white. But either way, he's a person of color, and we celebrate that as a country to see a man of color rise to that position. And the same, you know, with our vice president we have now with Kamala Harris, you know, that was celebrated, even though she's a really poor vice president. But <laughs> again, you know, when we had Clarence Thomas, who was the first black man put on the Supreme Court, there was no celebration from the left, because this whole thing, it isn't about race, it's about ideology. It's about the left and right paradigm. So it's totally the person's character and their beliefs that are being attacked but the left, if someone on the right says something against someone on the left, you're a racist. <clears throat> but vice versa, it doesn't work out that way. I mean, we have Ben Shapiro, who is a very conservative, outspoken, you know, he has like a podcast, other things he's into, but he's a Jew. And many people speak against him on the left, but they're not labeled as anti-Semites. Yeah, no, so you've got a point. Well, they, they criticize him because he's a Jew or because of what he says. I mean, well, other that's, people, the whole, that's the same point Van's making on the other side. Okay, I got you. People, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly like Nick Fuentes, and most people probably have no idea who he is, and yet EB puts on there like this well-known right-wing, you know, white supremacist, anti-Semite Nick Fuentes. She probably never heard the guy even speak. He's a very young man. He's He's like, there's a young young group of conservatives that have come out, and what the left has, they have demonized them. Now, I'm not saying the right isn't as guilty, because you have the squad. You know, you have the squad, but again, we're dealing with ideology and political beliefs. And what it, what it is, it's a demonization against people by trying to label them as a racist, and no one likes a racist. And if people really believe Donald Trump was a racist... There would have been no way the guy would have gotten elected. <laughs> no, I think I, some people elected him because of that. You, 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 do you really think, Mark, that there's that much racism in America today? I, I mean, I'm not. The president brought it all back I'll, up and fomented and made it okay to say these kind of things. What but, kind of things? 
with the people that are congresswomen who are minority Democratic congresswomen who may have uh, parents that came over from another country that they should go back to their countries even though they were born in the U.S. or that Mexicans are rapists. It's fine. Uh, I, look, all of this is a tempest in a teapot. The worst that will happen is that we're just going to point out the fact that some people are obviously uh, convinced that the president isn't a rapist and other people uh, with obviously uh, the sensitivities that I I'm displaying say that it is, and we're at an impasse. The president can, can and probably will still get reelected president of the United States. So there's nothing oh, wrong with Trump. being a rapist, a racist. Sorry, Trump will never be reelected as president. No, I, I don't. No, know. I agree with Van. I would be. I, I think uh, you're both wrong. But no, anyway, I think Van is right on that one. I think the and, uh, hey, just, just like just like you thought Oz was going to win. No, this, this country. <laughs> I mean, we're we're going to continue to go left. There's there's a push now. If you guys want to check this out, and no, Lori Ingram, and I usually don't watch him. My brother sent me a text, but this push for a vaccine passport, which is going to be worldwide, they're pushing for that worldwide. You have this COP 27 and all this other stuff going on in the world, and you really need to pay attention. You know, the Great Reset, it's coming, and it's this gotcha. whole thing. I've noticed so many vaccine advertisements on the radio, you know, and they're they're pushing this stuff. You know, Ice Cube, I don't know if you guys know who he is or yeah, not. Yeah, you're paying for it, too. Taxpayer yeah, dollars, yeah. they say right at the end. This ad was paid for with Vans' yeah. taxpayer but, dollars. Yeah, you know, Ice Cube, I guess he's a rapper, I guess, or some Hollywood actor. All I know is this guy was, he had a contract to do a movie, and he was going to be paid $9 million, and he refused to get the COVID vaccine, and they refused to pay him the money for the movie. They Booted him off the movie. Oh, dear. Because he won't get a shot. Well, that's wrong. All right, Van, we got you. Thank you so much for calling in, though, and thanks for calling back to finish your good thoughts. We appreciate that. Thanks, Van. Have a good one. Take care. All right. Uh, on the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We do have one text, and we do have two emails, so we'll read those on the radio very shortly. Northcentralpa.com reported over the weekend a woman woke up with a man standing with a knife outside her bedroom door saying he would kill her. He strangled her for a short time and uh, a struggle ensued. Justin Cromley, age 45, of Lewisburg, facing those charges. The holiday season will look a little different in Hoofnoggle Park in downtown Lewisburg this year. Organizers say the tall tree in the park will not be lit. They say it's due to safety concerns and the health of the tree. Instead, they say uh, they'll have the gazebo and other sculptures fully illuminate with more light this year's lighting ceremony scheduled for Thursday, December 1st, 7 p.m. to this Thursday to celebrate the longest night of the year, which isn't this Thursday anyway, but that's another topic. The Pennsylvania game wardens are looking for the public to help them find who killed a trophy 13-point buck. The deer was shot illegally in Union County. They're reiterating uh, that they are looking for uh, whomever did this. So from here, we're really just waiting on the public to reach out with tips because they are going to be the backbone of this investigation. And then it's a cadet game warden, Brooke Hargenrader, saying that no one claimed the buck after wardens uh, found it. Uh, it was a trophy buck, and we have pictures of it at WKOK.com. Uh, now the story of a family that stands to benefit from your generous contribution to the Needy Family Fund, or Here for Good, as it's known these days. Nadia Osova recalls hiding in the basement of a small 
village in Ukraine as Russian bombs went overhead. Uh, she was transported to the U.S. under a special program from President Biden and uh, the Uniting for Ukraine program with uh, WNL Subaru General Manager Andy and Sylvia Long sponsoring and supporting the family. And now the Salvation Army says they will offer up toys, food, clothing, and gifts for this particular family and their three children. You can help this particular family and many others with a generous contribution to Here for Good. Go to hereforgoodcampaign.org. And that's about it. Oh, finally, gaslighting. Do you know what that means? Yes. Okay, what's it mean? Well, we used to call it a blowing smoke up your posterior. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's Merriam-Webster's Word of the Year. Lookups for the word gaslighting increased 1,700% in 2022 over the year before. Uh, there wasn't a single event that drove the significant spike in curiosity, as it usually does with the other chosen words of the year. The gaslighting was pervasive, uh, says Peter Sokolowski, Merriam-Webster's editor-at-large. He said it's been a word that's risen so quickly in the English language, and especially over the last few years, and that it actually came as a surprise to me and to many of us, unquote. Gaslighting, which is what you try to do to well, me all the time. I was going to say, time. you've been doing that to me oh, all the program come on long. now. <laughs> all right, you got things to read. Yeah, one of our emailers says, part of the answer to Van's question is the left only has a five-word vocabulary. And he doesn't provide us with what those five words are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Trump is a racist, don't you know? Uh, oh, both, that's too many. Both Trump and his father were brought up on charges of discrimination in their real estate business in New York. Just saying. Now, that's been the typical thing that's brought out about Trump, that they that it, they filed some kind of charge the against 80s him. 80s or something? Yeah. And, and everybody was in New York at those times. I can remember growing up in Harrisburg, hearing about blockbusters, where they uh, a black family would be financed into buying a home in a white neighborhood just so that the how you know the market would become cheaper and more people could move in whether that was true or not I don't know but I remember hearing people in my, when I was growing up talk about blockbusters and things like that and I think there were a lot of people back then who weren't necessarily racist there were country clubs that wouldn't let black people or Jewish people in or women. the times have changed we you know we're not in that position anymore Donald Trump wasn't accused last week of not renting rooms in his hotels to black people this was what 40 years ago yeah, one of our good listeners sends me a text and says President Trump had many BIPOC on his staff. Many what? BIPOC. Uh, black, indigenous, people of color. Oh, okay. census category. I'm sorry, I'm not familiar Come with Come on, that. get with the program, sure. Joe. And then one well, of you don't think the president's a racist. BIPOC. So <laughs> it's obvious the world's revolving so without you. So do we have you. BIPOC, white, indigenous, people of no color? <laughs> uh, that's All not right. very even funny. It's not. Anyway, move on. I thought what do you it was got rather there? humorous. All right. Calling a person a racist without evidence to support that, that to support that charge is disgusting. Yeah, I just use, uh, I guess you say being Mexican's not a race, it's a nationality, so racist isn't the right word. So so maybe President Trump isn't xenophobe. a racist. Well, right. Maybe he's a xenophobe. Right. There you go. You know, and he's demonstrated that with the Muslim ban. Now he's anti-religious. Any person of color is bad, whether they're from the well, same race. Well, don't forget the Muslims. He banned all the Muslims from coming into the country. It Remember that? It wasn't a ban, Joe. I <laughs> yes, told it you was. that it was a Muslim ban. It was, it was. not. <laughs> it was just banning Muslim country individuals from coming oh. to the U.S. 
okay, well, there. Now we agree on something. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. Stand by, Mike. We'll take more comers, though. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the market at WKOK.com, and you can do, as one of our good listeners does regularly, text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We'd love to hear from you. There's a hole in the table. All right, Mike has been patiently waiting. Yes, he has. Good morning, Mike. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning. Uh, I just happened to tune in, and I was wondering, have you guys been talking about the Stanford University uh, band and the shenanigans they pulled? No. No, it's news to me. We only follow mainstream media, so we don't get the good stuff. Well, the Stanford University band has a history of putting on halftime skits to enlighten their uh, fans and people that are watching. And the latest is they attacked and mocked the Mormon religion. Oh really? Okay, they yes, they did. They and again, I don't know the exact details because I was just watching it here on the news a little bit. And they evidently uh did something about uh, I guess there were two gay birds or something one married and uh they they mocked the idea that uh, I guess the Mormons it's allowed to have more than one wife or something like that. I I, I don't know, but the bottom line is they mocked the uh Mormon religion. Okay. So and I, and I would bet, if you did a survey, every one of these kids involved in there, if they voted, they voted for uh, Joe Biden, and they would claim to be woke and, you know, compassionate and all that stuff, yet they feel it's okay to, to mock someone's religion. And it, it just really disgusts me that, uh, you know, it hasn't come up. You know, I would think on a show where you have a lot of conservatives uh, that call in here, it probably should have popped up before I happened to mention it. So so that was one thing. And then the other thing, the, you know, uh, I was interrupted uh, reviewing my sports stuff that I uh, taped by uh, happening upon uh, a national news program. And uh, that guy, I guess his name is Adam Schiff. Is that, am I correct there? Senator yes. Schiff? Uh, Congressman Schiff. Mm-hmm. Congressman, yeah. Yeah, he was the guy that was going to the uh, closed super, super secret meetings in some basement of some building in Washington when they were trying to come up with a, one of their schemes to politically uh, assassinate uh, Donald Trump. And, you know, they were supposed to be confidential, and then he would come out, you know, and, and uh, uh, put his face in front of the TV camera and talk about what he just heard, so to speak, you know. And uh, now he is saying that the Republicans want to investigate these investigators and why didn't they uh, investigate the fact that the building was left basically unsecured and why was uh, additional security uh, turned down to protect the Capitol on January 6th and what did they know and when did they know it and all that stuff and uh, you know he was the guy that said no one is above the law you know no one's above the law but now he's saying that he will not comply with subpoenas if they want information about this stuff you know because quote it's an one ongoing investigation it's going to be ongoing as long as we you know we can keep hearing about uh, mega mega trump supporters and you know all that stuff and so that, that was another one and then the last one evidently there was a shooter in walmart that went into a break room and uh, murdered a bunch of people and it turns out that that fella it didn't fit the narrative of the democrats one he was black Two, he just bought the gun on that day, and it wasn't an assault weapon. And there were two other things that popped up that, you know, didn't fit the Democrat narrative. So they didn't, you know, that wasn't the, the big story as it, as it would have been if he had been a white and been using an AR-15 and, and, and the rest of it. So anyway, I just wanted to point out the hypocrisy of the uh, Democrat left and their narratives. 
And uh, so that's why I identified myself as ambivalent Mike, because it's getting to the point whatever comes out of Washington, I, I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to believe it. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, we're living in the People's Republic of America now. Well, incidentally, I uh, looked this up. At halftime of the BYU game, Stanford staged a skit entitled Gay Chicken, which involved a pair of women being married to each other with the officiator using terms and phrases taken from the Latter-day Saints Temple ceremonies. At Brigham yep, that's Young. It. Isn't that a Mormon school? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Stanford's not a Mormon school. No, BYU. Oh, oh, BYU Brigham Young is. is. Yeah, yeah, that... It was, uh, B- yeah, right. They were playing BYU, and there, there's actually kids on the Stanford football team that uh, were part of the the, uh, the mission requirement that the Mormons uh, require their uh, their their, their uh, people. And uh, you know, I mean, I just I- I'm thinking, where where do these people get off thinking that that's okay? I mean, that's like ninth grade stuff to me. And and here are these Stanford is you know one of the elite colleges in our country. And and this is okay, you know. Where's the administration of Stanford University? Well, it is in California. I guess I know where they're at. Well, you would think they would be more tolerant and open in their uh, <laughs> their dealings with other people, but this isn't the first time they've done it. In 2004, the Stanford ban drew national attention and Mormon ire for joking about polygamy. And of course, polygamy has officially been banned by the Mormon Church for quite some time now. But the reputation continues. There, right? there are some breakaway sects that right. still practice it. But during a game against Brigham Young University, also at the time, the Dollies appeared in wedding veil. And the band manager of the time at the time kneeling and proposing to each in turn, as the announcer referred to marriage as the sacred bond between a man and a woman and a woman and a woman and a woman and a woman. Now that's not even funny. I didn't say it was. I'm just telling you what they did. No, I'm just telling the world. I don't think that's funny. Well, it's not fun yeah. to make some fun of somebody else's religion. I don't think, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, can, can you imagine if uh, a band came out? And attacked, you know, the uh, protected people in this country like that. You know, the ones that, that the Democrats really favor. Could you, you know? Oh, let's face it. I think uh, the Mormons are, are primarily white. Okay, and, and Utah's they make fun of that state because it's primarily white and Mormon. But <laughs> just think if the if the band came out and attacked one of the uh, sacred cows of the left. I mean, that band would be shut down. Right, I mean, they did a racist skit. I was going to say, who are the yeah. sacred cows? I'm intrigued by this. Which sacred cows, or which cows do you believe are sacred to the left? Oh, well, the uh, anybody that's an abortion supporter, okay. anybody that's anti-gun, anybody that's not white. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's a whites-only club. <laughs> Stanford. So, yeah. Now, and then the other the other story that I and, and again I don't. You guys are gonna help me out here. The mm. the, uh, the FTX, the uh, crypto Ponzi scheme, is that is, is that just gonna die on the vine, or, or are they gonna keep after that? That's one of the biggest Ponzi schemes ever, and to me, uh, it, it's be it was uh, handled by some people that you know claim to be woke and and all that stuff. And is that, you know, I know I know that they they were the biggest uh, uh, donors to the Democrat Party in this last election. So I'm assuming that's why it's really not being played up and hounded by the mainstream media, who's supposed to do all the investigative work to keep us all safe. <laughs> that's what we're up to. 
All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Uh, no, I don't know anything about FTX, and I know Joe doesn't either. Well, he, actually, I know a little bit about it. There, are, There is a criminal investigation ongoing, right. and there are some of the Democratic politicians who benefited from this money are having a conscience attack deciding whether or not they should return it since it was f- being fleeced from so many people. I got you. Right. All right. And the only, the only good thing about this is it was a Ponzi scheme, and the way I heard it described is you, you often find Ponzi schemes in... Uh, in churches where, you know, uh, the pastor will say, hey, I'm getting uh, a really good deal off of this investment advisor, and then his flock flocks to this advisor, and then they all get ripped off. Well, here, it looks like this Ponzi scheme uh, attacked the secular religion of woke. All these people that were woke uh, went in on this, and they're, they're getting burned, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of interesting that, uh, that the, the left got pounded United with this Church this of Woke. Yep. Church of Woke, you got it. Right, okay, got man, it. have a great day. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. Thanks right. for listening. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We got lots to read. We got lots to. We got a caller waiting, but we'll take more comers. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the market and text us at seven zero two three six. I think the Democratic left has taken a beating today, so come to their defense if you so desire. We'll be right back. learn anything from 2014. <laughs> okay, read that. What does the athletic director say there? It said Stanford's athletic whoops, <laughs> great. Stanford's athletic director Ted Leland publicly apologized for the Stanford ban and agreed to impose, and the ban itself agrees to impose sanctions on itself after it performed a halftime show that mocked Mormonism at a home football game against Brigham Young University on September 11th. So the game was this year. Spokespeople for both the athletic department and the Stanford ban refused to say what the sanctions were, though the Daily has learned that this is from the Daily newspaper, uh, that the the sanctions may include and may be limited to a formal apology and a one-game suspension for the band announcer Mark Rubin, who is a recent Stanford graduate. The halftime show, whose script was approved by the athletic department, featured several jabs at the Church of Christ, uh, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which sponsors BYU. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Open phones. Bob, thanks you for waiting. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Good morning. Uh, if I defend the new modern-day uh, Democratic Party, do me a favor. Shoot me. <laughs> anyway, what I called about was, uh, Joe, you know this. Didn't the president sometime, wartime or whatever, force the railroad and whatever to continue, even though they were going on strike? Yep. President Truman did that a couple of times, I think. So what's the matter with Dinghead now? I mean, we're going to go into a natural thing here. I watched something the other day. I was surfing TV. It was called Book TV, I think, and I didn't write down the guy's name. The baby formula, the, the gas, the oil, the whatever, uh, is all controlling, is, is what they're up to. It's part Everything of the Great they Reset. they get their fingers on. They're going to want us, you know, bother them as you do it, you know. But uh, and uh, I thought the president took a nose to defend the, the citizens of this United States rather than all the illegals. He got the he got the whole program backwards, I think. <laughs> He's not protecting us. He's taking everything away from us that he can. Yeah, well, your opinion. Yeah, well, that's not. <laughs> there are a lot of people who feel that way. You know, well, I, I I can't. I'm looking at it from the standpoint of the, the president has to make a lot of decisions, some of which I'm going to agree with, some of which I'm not. But I think that the problem with Joe Biden is that the decisions he makes are largely political decisions and not decisions that are best for the country. Absolutely. 
But Agreed. he's allowed to continue. I mean, no, look at Bubacek. You know, he had a he had a surrogate uh, baby, and then he took maternity leave because he was the female. Now that made a lot of sense where I come from. Instead of doing their job, and you know, nobody's doing their job. Harris is running around uh, giggling all over the world and not making any sense to the border. He's supposed to take care of the transportation, whatever. He's off about abortion or whatever. Nobody stays on their own subject, and nobody's compelling them to do what they're supposed to do. They just run around crazy. Well, that is true, but who can compel a president or a vice president to do what they're supposed to do? I mean, if that were the true, American people, you know, well, they sure they can when it comes to election time. But we have no way to compel President Biden to suddenly be a good president. Incidentally, uh, Kamala Harris was asked about this recently. Why does she go giggling all over the country? And she says uh, they asked her if she was going to giggle today. Um, not today. <laughs> well, okay. Well, see, then she giggled. Anyway, but anyway, when yeah, she we lays a golden egg when she giggles. Pardon me. <laughs> when does she lays a golden egg when she giggles? <laughs> Catch you guys. In that case, okay. keep on giggling. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for calling. His, uh, his, oh he, he has an interesting point. The Railway Labor Act is a United States federal law on the U.S. labor law under U.S. labor law that governs labor relations in the railroad and airline industries. The act, enacted in 1926 and amended in 1934 and 1936, seeks to substitute bargaining, arbitration, and mediation for strikes to resolve labor disputes. Its provisions were originally enforced under the Board of Mediation, but they were later enforced under a National Mediation Board. So there is legislation on the books which would stop this strike from happening. Mm Right, and Congress will have to take action, and if not, the president will. I don't think we'll have a crippling rail strike before the holidays. Let's hope not. Maybe in February. And, uh, you know, the union has a point. It's a very, very difficult job, and you're compelled to work a lot of the time, whether you're sick or not, and they work through the pandemic, so they have a point there. But at the other hand, it's exceedingly well-paying jobs, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for some people who are in that industry, and you can earn a lot of overtime. Well, look at how they cut back. I mean, there used to be a caboose. There used to be brakemen <laughs> on trains. Now there's a, an engineer and a conductor, and the train could be four miles long, practically. Right. So I think there's definitely two sides to that issue. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our open phone right now. Joe, we got texts and emails. Those You see everything we have yes. right there. Doug says, I believe I've said this before, but if the left and media can continually call Trump a racist by pulling a statement from here or there, then I have no problem calling Biden a pedophile and child predator based on many video clips of this creep touching and sniffing children. Does this sound ridiculous? Well, have you seen some of the videos? There's something wrong with this guy. I would say that the video clips where you can see someone's actions are more proof of something than taking some words of someone and stringing them together to make it appear that someone is a racist. Well, I think Doug's on very safe ground here. I mean, the president is creepy. I don't know if he's a pedophile because I think that involves, you know, maybe more action and more manipulation and more victims. But we don't know what he does behind closed doors. What? (laughs) Touchy-feely? It's sick if you see some of these videos. And when they do string the videos together, it's particularly revolting. It is. Right. So that is very bad. There's no argument about that. But as far as stringing comments, I mean, the reason that we can string the president's comments together is because he continues made them over his uh, six years of running for president being president and two years hence. So, um, But nowhere did he come out and say, ladies and gentlemen, with respect to black people, nope, I don't like them. Nope, he does not like need them. to. They, really they should no, be sent no back to 
Africa. Nowhere did he say the Jews, you know, that Hitler didn't do a thorough job. I don't think he, you, he is not anti-Semitic. He's not. Yeah, I don't. But think he you does can say he says stupid stuff. Right. And a, a president can't afford to say stupid stuff. Well, our president over the weekend said that uh, semi-automatic weapons are sick. Well, that's stupid stuff, too. Yeah, thank you. How do you know for sure your president is sick? But it panders. Again, I said he doesn't make decisions based on what's good for the country. It's what's good for the political party that he represents. Certainly saying that those guns are sick, it feeds mm-hmm. right into the Democratic and the left-leaning uh, people who who don't want well, any kind of salt, salt weapons out there. To just say there. all semi-automatic weapons. I mean, you can, th- uh, you can think of a dozen valid good reasons to enjoy owning a semi-automatic weapon. I have one. I mean, I, it's just a s- okay, but simple logistics. People own a lot of semi-automatic guns. Okay, but now let's take this as, uh, let's use this and juxtapose it, juxtapose it to the <laughs> conversation we're having. If Joe Biden says, I think assault rifles are bad, they're terrible, they should be banned, does that mean he wants to ban all guns? People on the right say, well, that means he wants to ban all guns. But he's not talking about banning all guns any more than President Trump was talking about all black people or all Hispanic people or all Jewish people when he made ill-advised, intemperate comments. Hey, but he didn't say anything about uh, assault rifles. He just said a semi-automatic weapons, which there's a big difference. Is you know, but that's not my your point. Your police. Oh, okay, what is your point? My, my point is that just because you say one thing is bad doesn't mean that the larger universe that is represented <laughs> by it is bad. Right. He's ill-advised to say the very, very right. least. <laughs> Just as President All Trump right. would have been ill-advised to say some of the things he did that lead people on the left to believe he is a racist, a misogynist, and a bunch of other ists. Which is interesting because <laughs> uh, Michael, well, one of our emailers who said that the Democrats only have five words, he said, okay, so it might be more than five words, but they all end in ist or phone. <laughs> phone, like gramophone, telephone, gra- uh, uh, what what else? I don't know. Uh, homophobe? Oh, <laughs> no, that's not a phobe. That's not a phobe. Homophone. It's telephone. Cell phone ends in phone. Telephone. Cell phone. Gramophone. What else? Um, Another word that ends in phone. Video phone. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, there, those existed. Yeah. Of course, everybody's phone is a video, video phone, phone today. today. Yep. All right. Lo- uh, Right-hand side. Okay. All right, there was no Muslim ban, and you know it. Well, I was being facetious, to be honest with you. There was a ban on travel from terrorist states. Didn't matter what the religion was. Right, and there were many other predominantly Muslim countries where we're still allowed to send people to the U.S. And then EB is guilty of gaslighting daily. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a national pastime now. And one of our other emailers or texters says, Once again, ban speaks truth. The Great Reset can't happen as long as law-abiding U.S. citizens remain armed. That said, which party is pushing citizen dearmament? Well, President Biden said we need to, it's just sick that you even own a semi-automatic weapon. And then uh, another question, does EB stand behind the Democratic squad in their anti-Semitic rants? Omar is a blatant anti-Semite. Well, EB doesn't seem to find anything wrong with people on the left. It's only Republicans and conservatives that she finds to be reprehensible. As I can hear in EB's distant home, the clackety-clacking, even as we speak. Well, it's true. I mean, I have never heard her complain about anything done by a liberal or a Democrat. 
But mm, Republicans I think she put something in there one day. What? When? 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 A couple weeks ago. <laughs> no. E.B., say something bad about a liberal or Democrat. <laughs> she w- she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do that. Say something about the president's ill-advised comments about semi-automatic weapons. Or sniffing weapons. children's hair or doing s- creepy stuff like that. Yeah, but what about that, e. That's a good perverse. question, E.B. What do you think when you look at those videos, this sicko president sniffing an eight-year-old's hair? I mean, <laughs> that's, that's Uncle it's Joe. It's not a strong a string <laughs> of videos put together. This is recent video. So come on, people. one 800 seven Five nine five six five. One more text, and we take the break. Okay, the left has war- wanted to disarm law-abiding citizens for decades, and Biden is for that. I look at their actions, not their words. Right. Well, we did have some recent gun change law changes. Uh, the last summer, we passed a law, and the president signed it. We, meaning the country, uh, incentivizes states to adopt red flag laws. Expands background. Uh, another element expands background checks for adults under twenty one, which may create delays, they say, uh, makes changes to the definition of federal firearm law f- um, to those engaged in the business of buying or selling firearms, and broadens gun trafficking offenses. So we did have something that made it through over the summer. After but what, what were they just supposed another to, what shooting. were they supposed to do? Were they encouraging states to enact legislation? Right. They were they were going to come we out enacted with a series it here of, in Pennsylvania? Uh, no, we haven't. No, but we did take a few steps in Pennsylvania. Maybe if the House stays Democrat or goes Democrat, Democrat at all in the first place, maybe we'll be able to come up with some common sense legislation that might make us safer. Maybe that's not necessary. Maybe they'll double and redouble our mental health efforts, and that will be sufficient to help hedge our bet against mass shootings in Pennsylvania. Well, that would be a good start, I would think. I agree. And I think we've got to make some effort to determine who has guns and whether or not they should be qualified to have them. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Joe and I are in full agreement. For once. Well, that's the end of the program. Taken Have since a good day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and now we can end the show. So, all right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, Lynn Hall put that up there, so I felt compelled to click on it. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We have room for a couple of more callers. If you wish to weigh in on the president's ill-advised remarks, current or past president's ill-advised John remarks. Sean sniffing. We, that's an open topic. Uh, 1-800. Yeah, does that make him a pedophile just because you string the videos together? Together? Well, it certainly does. Pretty close. <laughs> Pretty they believe close. that a couple of clips from Donald Trump make him a racist. It'd be hard to uh, hard to argue in court that you're not creepy when you show that stuff. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Call us N O W. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6. 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm. mm, out of auto repair. All right. Correction, one of our good listeners said liberal.
Charles know a bunch of words that end up in I-S-T and phone, but it was a typo. He sent back and said phobe. <laughs> Which doesn't have an E, incidentally, but that's okay. That's Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so thank you for that. Yes. Yeah, so that would be what Islamophobe or ra- raceophobe or sexophobe or something. All right. Thank you for that. On the market is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Do as I've done in recent weeks. Go to the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Get yourself pumped up with nitrogen. Get your body work done. Get yourself aligned. Make sure all your lights are lit, and uh, they'll make sure that your vehicle or that you have undergone a complete and total inspection as well. Go to sunburymotors.com. You can make the appointment there if you wish to, or you can build a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia. they got tons of inventory down there. they still got that white lightning, too. It's just a super truck. I don't want to drive it because somebody made a deposit on it. They want to buy it. So that particular mannequin is going to stay locally. But if you would like to drive a electric Ford Lightning pickup truck, an F-150, they got one down there. They also are looking for some more workers. Of course, the supply chain shortage of workers has affected Sunbury Motor Company, so they are looking for people interested in changing careers or starting up a new job there. And uh, today we're talking about the Ford Escape. They've got a couple of them down there on the lot. Uh, less than $50,000. You'll get uh, probably 35 miles to the gallon from exit to exit on the interstate, and probably 25 or so uh, in town. Uh, but super vehicle, 1.5 liter, three cylinder engine. That's why the mileage is so, so high. The Ford Escape has gotten a little bit smaller and a hot lot more uh, fuel efficient. And again, the price tag, well, definitely less than $50,000. Uh, they used to be less than $40,000 before the pandemic, but because of supply chain and inflation, they're up above 40 now for the upper end of the spectrum, but the lower end of the spectrum is still in the 20s. So Ford Escape, you can check one out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, Right-hand side, Joe, we mentioned red flag laws were part of the right. uh, s- legislation. One of our texters says, if red flag wa- laws worked as well as Colorado's red flag laws, we're in big trouble. And okay. we read the one below that. Oh, did we? Okay. Yes, we did. Uh, Al is next. Al from Northumberland, PA. Hello, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. Thanks. Hey, you remember back there was a diary found of his daughters, Biden's daughters? And the story that was in the diary and came out of there, and they tried to cover it up. But she left it behind at a rehab, okay. and then they said that it was stolen. But there was really creepy stuff in there. Right. Did, would shower uh, with her or bathe with her? Yeah. You, I, I didn't want to say it, but I got you to say it, didn't I? Well, and so, <laughs> we found Joe Biden. I have a couple daughters, and that, that to me would be way creepy. Well, and it, we went to um, Wikipedia and looked up Joe Biden, and there is a there's a Wikipedia page called Joe Biden's sexual assault allegation, and it's the Tara Reid allegation. So uh, that's still kind of out there. Of course, it also well, says that she's made a lot of false statements over the years. So maybe this is one. Yeah, of even them. as bad as that is, I mean, he, if he believes in Jesus and is a good Catholic, I guess he is. Uh, and everything he, he may have been already forgiven for that self seek uh, redemption and I, that might be why trump can keep on going and going maybe he's running on the holy spirit um and, and the holy spirit can't even control his mouth all the time because he's from new york <laughs> it can only like do so much from, uh, <laughs> the spirit only Gamora, nudges. you know 
He's lived in Sodom and Gomorrah all his life. Now you're making him president of the United States, and you want a saint? <sighs> wow. I thought I he was running for York, president. President right. Trump, you know, he was my president. Jesus is my savior. People got to get that straight. Who's marrying Grant's tomb? Lot's wife. She's a pillar of salt. Yep, Billy Graham probably anointed him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we have to end it on that note. Well, that's certainly yep, no time at all. Thank you, Al, for calling in. I think we covered everything today, didn't we? We sure All right, did. this is WKOK Center.